0: This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 705, brought to you by Harry's. To redeem Harry's trial set, go to harrys.com slash iFanboy. And iFanboy listeners just like you. My fanboy, of the episode 705. I'm Connor This with my co host, Josh Flanagan, Master of the Time and Conqueror of Worlds.
1: Oh, that's right. I did do that. <laughs> I forgot, but no, that's totally correct. We are a fanboy.
0: Are you, are, you a, are you the Master of Time? Can you help me out?
1: Not great, Bob.
0: I, I looked in the mirror the other day and I was like, ugh. <laughs> Everything's yep. starting to sag. Please help me, Master of Time. We are a fanboy. Everyone read a bunch of comics, one of us picks their favorite book, called it the pick of the week. We'll talk about that book other books from the week, the patron pick, unless they're the same thing. Uh, well, I guess we're still talking about it. We'll skip the list we're not skipping the listener mail this time because we ha- we might have time to do some. So the show will be fun once we get going. It is early in the morning for me and I, I I'm just I'm ramping up vocally. So this is this is this is the warm up. You just That's- get to hear it.
1: That's a new, I'm ramping up vocally.
0: <laughs> It'll be fun, review show, spoilers, be careful, there'll be some, use the show notes. Josh, you had to pick.
1: I did. Um, I, I, I I. don't want to say I struggled with this, but um, I read uh, Superman uh, smashes the clan and it, Which it, needs an exclamation point. Yes. Also, as I talk, I opened up the wrong script, so I'm going <laughs> to fix that, because that was last week's thing. And uh, I, I I, love Gene Luen Yang, um, yep. but he does have a very specific voice that sometimes doesn't fit in, uh, you know, sort of with modern superhero comics. And that's not a bad thing, but sometimes it takes a little getting used to. Um, because I think he was originally and primarily known as sort of doing all-ages comics, um, and... and I would still describe his books as that, but only as well, this, a feature, this, not well, as. This is the, the, this is from the YA line. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's totally all the case. So, as I was reading this this book, um, I had in, indications of like I was like, oh, this is this is really good. There was a lot of thoughtful things in here, but then there was also a lot of things where, while good and well done, they're not necessarily f- for me, and they shouldn't be. They're not directed towards me, and I had to get past that a little bit. But as I I kept reading and going through it, I, I was just impressed by what the overall, what the whole thing was, and there was a lot of very subtle things that I found really impressive, things that he put in but they didn't necessarily explain, and then some of them that even paid off later, and I will get more specific as we get going. Um, the other bit that, uh, I, I, I love the art, uh, the, the uh, Geary Hero, who I keep meaning to look up, and because I know I've seen it. It's a it's two people from Japan. It's an art. Team I know, from but Japan. He did, did. they did another book at some point? I think it was a Marvel book. Maybe it was Runaways or something. Uh, I'll look at that in a second when we get going. Um, but I've seen it before, or them, or whatever. Um, and I really dug it. I really like that yeah, style. The art is terrific. It 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 doesn't it, like it. It reminds you of other art, but it doesn't look like anything else. It's just it's it's like a it's like a cartoon, I mean, like but without moving. And when I say cartoon, I don't mean like a cartoonist. I mean like an old cartoon. Yeah. Really well, that's perfect one. for this book. The, so two things to, to mention. One, I, like I said,
0: so DC has jumped in with both feet to the YA market, which is really smart because it's, it's one of the only areas selling. Um, so they've been doing a lot of uh, graphic novels, but this is a miniseries that I guess came out in issues. Um, so this is this, this issue one of three. Okay. So this is this is part of their YA line. It's edited by their... Or, or executive edited by their young reader editor. So this is definitely why I book. Um, not that it's, that's a problem. It's just what, from, that's the line it's in. And uh, this is also the patron pick. Yeah. We should mention. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit later, but at patreon.com slash ifanboy, you can vote to add a book to the rundown. And this book n- not only smashes the clan, but smashed the voting. It was like, uh, it won by nearly twenty votes. It was a blowout. We haven't seen that kind of blowout in a while. So this yeah. was the uh, patron pick as well,
1: and and I I'd have I'd have read it. I mean, like it. Was oh, for sure, this was on my list. I, read. Yeah. I was very excited. Um, and it's funny because there's obviously you're listening. You know that there's been a lot of Superman talk lately. But it's it's funny because this is not really related. Like the Jimmy Olsen book is not related to the ben to Superman books, and the Superman Year One book is not related to this book. And I don't know what to tell you. There's there's a lot of good Superman books happening right now, and I think Connor and I are just into it. We've told you that. Well, I'm not talking about it anymore.
0: I I, I, I want to talk about it a little bit because there's okay. a scene in here that really made me stop and think about it for for a minute. And, you know, things suck <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And so uh, I think there's a natural gravitation to to Superman for us because he's awesome and we need more people like him in the world at the moment. There's a scene, the, first, the very first scene this, this, of right. this book is, is Superman uh, stopping, uh, what's this idiot's name? Uh, Adam
1: Man, yeah. who is... There's a lot of the, characters like this in the history of comics, and it's hard to remember who's right. who.
0: So Adam Man is a Nazi superhero or, or super soldier type who's trying to bust up the, dam- the Metropolis Dam in 1946. This is a period piece that takes place in the 40s. And... Uh, he, you know, Superman shows up and knocks him out and takes, take, you know, and, and distre- de- defeats him. And, uh, as he's leaving now, it's important to note, this is also <clears throat> historically accurate Superman. So he does he can't fly. He can only jump. And, uh, so his mode of transportation, which you have to kind of ignore the physics of is he runs along the telephone wires. And so as he's leaving the scene, he jumps up on the telephone wires and he said and he makes a little joke to to Lois but then he says Jimmy good to see you And then he takes off running and i just thought for a second that's what makes superman great because he is genuinely happy to see Jimmy yeah it's just that it's it's a it's a, just a throwaway line but he is genuinely happy to see him and he stops to mention it and that is what makes superman great to me is that little bit of character work yeah that's the um, point it's not it's not him being fake polite Mm-hmm. It's not him, you know, social, it's not him observing social norms. He's genuinely happy to see Jimmy, tells him, and then takes off running.
1: I think overall the thing about Superman is his, his sincerity. Yeah. We are in, a, you know, we are in a crisis of sincerity, I would say. You know, nothing really feels that we're all just trying to do the thing and, and you know, Superman's that guy. You can trust that guy. And, and how, how much do we want that? You know, and I'm not just talking about the one major obvious thing, but it's in everything.
0: Um, Can I mention one more thing before we get into the book? Uh, sure. So this, show <laughs> this. Um, well, it's part of the book, but the the meat of the book. But another thing I thought about while reading it is that uh, so the main characters are actually not Superman, but this this family, the Lees, who are moving from China, the Chinatown neighborhood, into I guess like the suburbs of Metropolis. And uh, because the father has gotten a big job, a scientist, he's the director of a science division of the Metropolis government, or the city government, I guess. Whatever, whatever, whatever the division is. <clears throat> So they're driving in their car. They're they're all packed up. They're driving into Metropolis, and they so we see the skyline, and they they mention the the building, the Daily Planet building. Why don't we have more buildings with giant statues on top of them?
1: Uh,
0: I mean, all sorts of reasons. We don't have any. That's it's just so cool looking. Wouldn't yeah. that be awesome if every city had major city had like a cool statue building?
1: I mean, it would. Yes, it would be good if if uh, architecture were were more into. Um, <laughs> Idolization. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's, it's a planet. We did not have to be a person, but it's the other planet building. cuz has got this giant Jupiter on top. I think that's great. Uh, it, people, yeah, people aren't into that sort of decoration anymore. But people are stupid. It's true, but it's expensive. And I just know, want to say that I, you want I you want, want a big book. statue or do you want health insurance? I kind of want the statue. Yeah, I, I, you do. Health insurance is not going to work anyway, it
0: just because we're we're all terrible. Yeah. So I might as well have a statue to look at. All right. Anyway, let's talk about how great this book was because I loved it. It was my pick of the as well.
1: Okay, good. That's uh, that's great to hear. Um, I absolutely loved every bit of this book. The uh, you got uh, a Chinese family. Uh, I want to say Chinese American, but they're actually Chinese. No, they're Chinese immigrants. Yeah, um, at least the I don't know if the kids are born. Doesn't matter. Uh, the, the parents are immigrants. The mother doesn't really want to speak English that much. And there's this. I mean, it's difficult for me to not project, but I know that. Jin Yang writes a lot about, you know, his experiences growing up and he talks about it in the back. And so while this isn't necessarily his family, I'm sure this is stuff that he's seen, and there is an element of authenticity to that that's really interesting. So the thing about the mother, th- there's a lot of things about assimilation in here. I mean they're mm-hmm. very subtle. I don't even know if you would catch them, but there's a bit, you know, where the brother is trying to fit in and the sister is not happy about it, and the, the dad really wants to fit in, you know, and and it's all this sort of internal struggle that's happening a lot. Um there's that sort of, I don't want to say subtle racism because it's kind of overt, but at least in terms of the 40s, it was subtle racism where, you know, the people are are just mistrusting of the new Chinese kids who showed up. And the brother copes by, you know, making jokes about himself a little bit, but also being really good at stuff and being boisterous you know, and the sister's aware of that. There was one little, I don't even remember what the line was, but she calls it out about how he acts and they didn't really yeah. even specify it. And they didn't pay that off until later when he's in that clubhouse thing. And he, and he calls themselves wantons trying to be tough. And I thought yeah. that was a really, really nice structure. Um, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I was looking for it because I, I, you know, I, I I've read a, enough Gene Yang books and I know when they do this stuff that they're, I just really like the subtle way that he did it. Um, it was. We talk about a lot how, how when people are trying to be political, they're very on the nose. And this wasn't that, except when it needed to be. And also they had the the setting of 1946 to make that and being in a Superman comic to be, you know, you get away with it a little more, I think. Yeah. Um. That was really nice. The way, uh, then there's a bit. So basically, uh, there's a kid. He gets embarrassed by the brother and he goes home and his uncle or whatever is like, I'm going to make you into a man. And then he makes him join the clan and they go and they burn across on the, on the. On that uh, yard of the, of the Asian family, which is uh, which is still striking. <laughs> it's it's always like oh
0: god. And they also try to blow up the. I mean, they throw a yeah, uh, firebomb uh, firebomb at the house, which ends up not working because it bounces off the right wall. And um, al-
1: also in just in terms of structure, earlier the daughter makes a really quick joke about who wears red boots to baseball, and that's how she recognizes yeah. him later. I thought that was a really nice just bit of technical writing. Um, but also, it turns out
0: he wears them because he's 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 a huge Superman fan, which right. becomes a problem. Which was which he, was which later was, the a issue.
1: A great scene from that. Yeah. Um, and then the thought thing I thought was really impressive is that uh, a a bunch of black guys walk by and they come to help, and the dad is like, "No, we don't need your kind here." And so you've got these intra, you know, uh, cultural cultural sort of problems where everybody's trying not to take on the problems that the other one is having. It's like, well, maybe if I uh, uh, discriminate against them, then the other people will like me more. And and it's, God, that stuff's real. And it's really interesting. Um, well, so everyone's a little racist. Yeah. Avenue,
0: Q, Avenue Q was the most true song ever written. Right. Um, um, it, and and, and it, it, that's why this book was really complex and layered. You know, yeah. it's a YA book. And so people might think it's childish, but YA
1: books are not childish i've read but a lot of them and i was spending um, the time trying to think like should i should, would my would my nine-year-old like this and because i don't understand kids today even my own compared to like what i would have liked as a nine-year-old like i would have liked mm-hmm. this um because it's pretty near. F- oh, then the last bit was like um and then the, those those black guys were cops and so it was just well, one one, one, one was one was yeah cop. well the one guy was and so it was just one more thing and he has to back up and apologize and it just kept doing that and I, I really i really liked all that stuff and so by the end of it i was like I don't know that I know that it wasn't sort of aimed at me, but it was really, really well done. It was a good story, good structure, good script, good art, all those things. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, the, the main the main thrust of the story is the, the story of the Lee family who is trying to move into this neighborhood. The, the son's trying to play baseball. Then the clan shows up, and then the clan kidnaps the son. And I mean, that's that's the main thrust. Superman's in it in the beginning, and the, and the end. And Clark's in it throughout the middle, but. Um, but then and Clark's, Clark's story is also kind of yeah. one of assimilation because we flash back. He, he gets exposed to kryptonite in the first scene, which he's never seen before. And it makes him feel weird. And he smells weird smells. And and uh, his his hand, he looks at his hand and sees it turn green, but no one else seems to notice it. And, and we find out later on. This is another bit, great bit of structure was that in the 20s, which I oh, fucking love. Superman should always take place in the 30s, 40s. <laughs> um
1: uh, we with, need him now, Connor.
0: He's with Pete Ross, reading you know pulp, pulp books, and you know Pete. Pete loved alien stories, and uh, no, Clark loves science fiction. Pete loved horror, but they find this creepy alien story, and that's when Clark's powers manifested. So he sees himself as this um, mm-hmm. green skinned, you know, tent, uh, antennaed alien, and so this is sort of like an anxiety he has where um, he has a dream about his. Kryptonian parents but he sees them in that way not as not as uh, humanoid like he is and and so he's dealing with this sort of idea of him being a true outsider to earth and seeing himself um seeing it manifest physically so there's a lot here about um the immigrant story assimilation problems or or anxieties and um it was really good I, I thought this was terrific and as you said the art is absolutely amazing um i i i I'm, I'm bummed the next issue is coming up in December, but I'm looking forward to reading it when it does. And
1: the, the scene like – you're right. Like that the, – the the Chinese families are called aliens or they call themselves that a couple of times. And I think it's pretty deftly woven into the Superman story to also make him not just a bystander. But it's it's like – it explains why he has empathy for them because he also feels like that even though he passes – I'm doing air quotes, but that's sort sure. of the thing. It would be really easy, I think, to, to sort of take Superman and go, well, you know, but he's Superman, so what does it matter? It doesn't matter. He has those feelings. And it's not so much about your, uh, I'm projecting here, it's not so much about like being made to feel scared or anything, but just being made to feel other and different and like you're not part of the thing that you want to be part of. And I think that's the universal part of the Superman experience that is really interesting to me. Um, it's just, it was really good. It was, and it was bold and it was, you know, and it was based on a real comic. The way, even the way that he structured his little essay in the end was, was good. Yeah. It was really interesting. Yes. Uh, I, I
0: thought the essay was great. Um, yep. as it wove between his personal story in the eighties and Superman, the, the, the original story this was based on. And then the experience of, of the black people after the civil war and Jim Crow, and then experience of Chinese immigrants in San Francisco later on. Um, it uh it was really well done. I mean, he's a great writer. He's won very many awards. Yeah, yeah no, totally very many prestigious didn't he win the uh, Yes he Gen, did the genius award? Yes he did. He's um, Arthur Grant recipient. It, for a reason. He's very, very good. And, yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, I gotta get him on He's
0: the show. he's a super he's a he's a comic book writer who has found great mainstream success. Yeah. His books are published generally by non comics publishers.
1: And he's he's um, one of the guys like I don't buy a lot of graphic novels and stuff anymore. I buy his work. Yeah. like I, I make sure to read it. Um, whoever, whoever
0: came up with this idea, whether he pitched it or whether the YA team pitched to him, this was a genius move.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It was a. It, the whole thing was a delight. Also, my one little. Like, I'm really glad that they didn't um, didn't change the language. Like, like he. They had to say the words. Oh
0: yeah, yeah you yeah. know,
1: uh, it gives a power. I mean, it's uncomfortable to read. Yes.
0: part of it. a lot of this is uncomfortable. Totally, and. Uh, we should also mention this is an this is an entirely Asian team on a Superman book, which is probably the first. Yep. Yeah. Um, but or at least first in, in, in Western comics. But uh, uh, man, this—I mean, I, I read a lot of really fun books this week. But man, when I read this, I was like, <laughs> "Okay, no one else getting close to this one. This nope. was terrific."
1: No, and I, 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 I will say, like at first, because it's the first thing I read, and I was like, "This can't be the pick already." And then <laughs> I kept going through it, and I was like, "Oh, that's really good." You know, that's it, it, yeah. it wasn't even a matter of like I'm loving it, and I did love it in the end. But sometimes you're reading it, you right away you're like, "I'm loving this," but right away I was noticing how good it was. It was just good, and that you can't, you have to respect that.
0: Um, also, we should mention, in case you haven't read it and you're wondering, it's it's oversized. I think that the whole thing's eighty pages, including Eight. the covers and stuff. So, in the essay, that, that but, didn't even bother me. No, it, it moved really quickly, but it's just it is very meaty. So, if you're looking for something like that, um, so I, I, it, at, once you get to three issues in, it'll be a little it'll be a little graphic novel sized, um,
1: and it'll be a great little graphic novel too when it comes out. But yeah, this is great. It, it was difficult to talk about this book without sort of mixing up in my head with Superman Year One, Number Three, which also came out. <laughs> well, they're very different. I know, but like, there's just little bits. I was like, I like Lois in this. And I was like, wait, did I like Lois in this one or the other one? I was just mixing up some of the moments. They are very different. Um, this we... is the final issue of the, little, of the... Oh, is this the last one? Yeah. Interesting. I think I had a little bit of what you talked about last time, whereas I really liked the first bit. And didn't mm-hmm. so much love the second bit just because it felt unfinished and weird. Not I didn't like I didn't like the Batman in here. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not again. It's not like this is bad. I just was like, eh, and that, that's not doing anything for me. I did like the Wonder yeah. Woman. Um, so
0: this is um, you know post Superman being in the military, post him being uh, King of Atlantis. Uh, he's now in Metropolis. He's uh, trying to figure out what to do with his life. Um, and this is sort of, this is more of your classic Superman Year One story here, yeah. where he shows so it shows up Metropolis, criminals don't don't make of him, you know the papers don't to make of him, um, and so he starts asserting himself. And I like this. Um, so the, I liked issue one. I didn't like issue two so much, but I liked issue three. So I think overall this is successful. It just seemed to me, reading this, it was pretty funny how controversial this was because at the end it was just sort of innocuous.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I had anything. If I had an overarching criticism it's that like it didn't really feel like it was all a whole thing. It felt like there were there were bits of it and they don't I don't think they really coalesced, but the mm-hmm. bits were very interesting. You know, they were very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was a view we don't see a lot as a different version of Superman, but the core of it is the same. You know, he's he's a guy who wants to do the right thing, but he's got a little bit of you just hear his more his more darker thoughts, I guess, is one way to put it. Yeah. Um yeah. I really love the art. Uh Klaus Janssen. It looks great. It's not Klaus Janssen, is it? Um sorry No Danny Mickey. Danny Mickey. An uh, Klaus Jansen yeah. did the Batman issue over Ramita. D- Danny Mickey's uh long longtime anchor. Um Yeah, I I I really like the first bit where the soldiers are coming after him and it's hard to remember a time when not everybody knows who Superman is. Right, you know, and they're like, "Well, this will get him," and he's like, "It, it won't," you know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, I liked him. I mean, I had the same problem with you. The, his Batman, his take on Batman is not lately is not really one I'm all that interested in. But
1: uh, that's um, a very good way to put it.
0: But I liked him showing up in Metropolis. I like I liked everything before that. I liked him, you know, the criminals not knowing what to make of him, and yeah, um, yeah I loved I loved the scene where he stops the uh, spousal abuse, which is very much reminiscent of the early Superman stories originally in the thirties. Um, I love all the stuff in the daily planet, even though there was one bizarre scene very early on that almost threw me off where there's a paper on the wall. It's first time we see the planet and says like, uh, there's a Trump reference and a mainstream media reference. I was like, Oh God, he hasn't made the planet like a super like Fox newsy place has he? But, um, I didn't see that. So yeah, it was just one of the papers on the walls, background thing. I can't, I can't find where it is. But um,
1: uh, but I like the rest of it. I like Perry White. I like yeah. Lois. Um, I, I, mean, like, I liked all that stuff. I didn't like that Lex Luther was meeting with Joker. That that was yeah. Good. I mean, I, I get get, but this is just a. We've been talking about that a lot. Like, what's the nature of Lex? What is he? And I don't like him as a supervillain necessarily. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's a. I really like Wonder Woman in this. That was a really good way to end it. I thought she was pretty rad.
0: Yeah, so it ends with with the the Trinity sort of together taking on Lex, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is you know a little mini series and Frank Miller's uh, take on Superman, and it was fine overall. I liked it, and I think it shows he's he's back a little bit. You know, Uh, he went through a really rough time, fell health wise, but apparently he's he's good now, and um. Uh, you know, as he talked about with the first issue when it was your pick of the week, I think I think it shows he's he still got it.
1: Yeah, he still oh, got it. There was there were bits of of prose in here that were uh, beautiful. I was actually trying to look for them and I couldn't because there's a lot of the 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 uh, captions are very reminiscent of of The Dark Knight Returns in this right. just sort of this yeah. rambling inner thought. that's a little bit uh, sort of it just it just sort of flows, but there are little turns of phrase and bits of you know like. Like wet sand comes up through her lungs, <laughs> just like yeah. that sort of noir stuff that's really beautiful and is totally Frank Miller. Nobody else does that as well in comics. And there's there's action
0: scenes here that are really yeah. thrilling. And as you said, the opening scene with the, with the the like the Navy SEALs trying to take him out was, was great. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I like this a lot. So yeah,
1: and it was not. It, it, it's it's I, people were prepared to hate it. Yeah. Like before it came out, and it just it didn't d- didn't earn any of that. Well, that's what I mean.
0: Like it was sort of inoc- at the end of the day, it's sort of an Like I enjoyed it, but like am I yeah. ever going to think about it ever again? Probably no. not. You know. No. Um, but it's nice to know, like, oh, Frank Miller still has that voice. He's got. No, that's what I mean. It's yeah. like it, it just sort of like it reminded me of the controversy around before Watch before Watchmen. Like it came out, it was fine, and then it didn't have any effect whatsoever on the world. And that's the, that's my point is that yeah. the the anger around it was so misplaced. Yes. It's, it's like it, 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 and it didn't go away. <laughs> it's, people yeah. are still mad about it. But the same thing here. It's like everyone got really mad about this. But it's like, why? Why? It didn't do anything that it was worthy of being mad about, and it's not going to affect anything. And it's going to live in its own little bubble. And it, you know, it's just weird. It is. It is. I just don't. I just don't like. I don't like that kind of reaction to stuff before art, before art comes out. You know, but that's the world we live in. Yes. But I like that the art was terrific. I thought the art was really good. Yeah. This we had two Romita books this week and uh and they both looked great.
1: Yep. I, I don't uh, tend to think of him as like a throwback artist, but I realize at this point he kind of is. I, he's an older statesman. Yep. Yeah, no, I totally I think it's the junior on his name. I'm like, Oh yeah, he's sixty five. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Like> whatever <laughs> he is. Like he's not young. No.
0: Um so last week we had our original co host. An X-Men fanatic, Ron Richards, come back to talk about the state of the X-Men um, As we closed out the prelude, Powers of X, House of X stories And this week we had the launch of the first book, X-Men Written by Jonathan Hickman, drawn by Linial Francis Yu You said you weren't going to read any of them, but you did read this one
1: At the last minute, then I kind of forgot I was like, I felt like I was supposed to I saw that you'd wrote, and I, I didn't see it at all Like, the, the cover didn't, the cover's not good and the well, yeah, we'll look at that in a second. But the – Yeah. Um, uh, I one, one thing – I just didn't see r- it. So I had to grab it at the last second and sort of go through it so I would be prepared to say something on this show.
0: One thing Ron did, I think, was get me to at least try, I think, all the first issues because I think his, his – he's a very good salesman. So I'm going to at least look at them because I did enjoy those books. Um, so here I think despite his protestations, this is the main X-Men book. I mean it's got – Hickman, and it's got all the main characters, and it, this seems this this is probably where the main bits are happening.
1: It certainly felt like uh, a, a, a an X Men book. Like that was my that's my main review. I was like, oh, this is an X Men book. Like mm-hmm. pretty straight up, they're on a mission, they're rescuing some mutants, there's Cyclops, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a um, bunch of other characters I don't know or care about. <laughs> yeah, uh, so now we're we're meeting sort of the.
0: You know They've got this Crocoan power, which mean, which allows them to build a sanctuary anywhere. So Scott says, well, I wanted somewhere with a view, so they built one on the moon. And so this is the story of the summer house, people living in the summer house, which is like Cyclops and Jean Grey and Wolverine and Vulcan and Havoc and um, uh, Polaris and Cable and Rachel. All those people are summers except for Wolverine. <laughs> I don't know what, what he's doing there other than his room is next to Cyclops and Jean Grey's room. Uh, actually, yes, it is. Jean's is in the middle. Cyclops is to one side and Wolverine's to the other side. So I don't know what that means. But and she has a door that goes to each room apparently according to the schematic, uh, which is interesting because none of the other rooms have those doors. So what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> they're, all, they're all banging is what it means. Um, it's, it's, it's sex Island. Uh, I'm sorry. Fuck Island. So I was bummed about Linneal Francis. You, I like him,
1: but I know you don't like
0: him, but I like him. I I
1: used to. And I, I, I still struggle with the fact that I don't think I do anymore.
0: It just seems an odd choice because a, he's not going to do more than two or three issues Mm -hmm. and B, you had these great artists that you introduced in this, not introduced, but that you put on the other books. You know, I was bummed to see it wasn't Pepe Laraz or or, um, the other guy.
1: I bet they started working on Arby Silva. I bet they started working on that like years ago.
0: But it just seemed like, you know, keep it going. Keep this good feeling going. Uh, And uh, it was a little bit of jarring to see such a different style on the book. Well,
1: I mean – The thing is, when I said this is just an X Men issue, like that's that was the thing. The other ones, at least, even if I wasn't sure I felt about them, they at least felt special. They felt like, oh, Mm -hmm. they're doing a thing here. This just felt like an issue of the X Men, which I'm not a fan of. You know, Mm -hmm. right down to the art. Like, it's not. You know, the guy can draw. The guy's got a, you know, got a big history. But if you just look through it, it's kind of boring looking. Mm -hmm. A lot of heads and torsos. You know, even the there's, you know, I'm not getting blown away right like just I'm flipping right through the pages and it's just heads and torsos you know there's not mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing to really wow me here and I and that's what I want that's what's gonna keep it's not me a choice yep it's not a choice
0: I, I liked it it was fine I didn't like it as much as the uh, previous uh, miniseries I'm gonna keep reading this main book for at least for, for a while um but uh you know, this family's so fucked up and weird, so uh, there's got to be something to mine here. I'll be more interested to see who draws it after uh, lin fantasy Francis, who can't keep up. Well, because he won't be able to. That's just the way, the way of the world. So, yeah. So did
1: you read Once and Future? This, no. This week, Once I, and
0: Future number three
1: came I, out. I, you, you, you pushed me to them. I, I, I have the issues, and I did not get to them. And so this is your, this is your moment. You're going to talk to me? You're gonna to talk to the <laughs> listeners. You're gonna tell me. You, I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm on it, and I'm gonna do that today.
0: All right. So, Once in Future is a six-issue miniseries from Boom Studios. This is issue three. I read all three issues this week, so it's a little, little unfair because I got like a big meaty chunk of the story, and so in that sense, I really liked it because the first issue was terrific. The second issue, issues, and third issue were good, but all they were. I really liked them a lot. So if they would probably they they would have probably been the second choice behind. Uh, Superman Smash the clan for pick of the week. Um, so the conceit of once and future is that uh, there's a lot of, it's first of all, it's written by Kieran Gillen drawn by Dan Moore. Dan Moore did the Klaus books that we really liked at boom. Um, Kieran Gillen It's really interesting. This book's at boom and not at like image. Cause this, this seemed like this would be an image book for him. But um, the idea is that in the beginning, a bunch of thinly veiled Brexiters, uh decide to resurrect King Arthur to drive the the horde out of Britain the invaders you know that's the, the the myth of King Arthur he, he 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 drove out the invaders and also he is he is prophesized to return at England's darkest hour so they decide this is this is it and of course it goes very badly for them and so this is a mix of fantasy a little bit of horror but not really fantasy and English history and um it's a little bit of like uh, I don't say Bucky the Vampire Slayer, but the there's a main character. His grandma was an old, you know, fighter of demons and and vampires, and she he has to get her out of the home to help, you know, save the day because it doesn't quite go the, the way these Brexiters, the thinly veiled Brexiters, plan when they resurrect King Arthur, and so now there's the the Knights of the Round Table are unleashed on the world, but they're they're part skeleton because they haven't quite reformed yet, and but they're not. What these guys didn't realize was the, the invaders of England that Arthur sent out were the Anglo Saxons, which is who they are. So he killed all the Brexiters. and um, it's, so it's very it's political, it's fun, it's it's historical, um, it's 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 like alternate fantasy history in a way I really like, um, and the art's terrific.
1: Okay, I'll read. Dan Mora did that that Santa Claus book. Yep, Claus. Um, we haven't talked about Batman in a little while We haven't Um, And it's weird Two John Romita uh, Jr. books but Plus some pages by Mitch Gerrits Including my, oh, that's right. my my favorite uh, Bullock uh, panels I've ever seen <laughs> Naked Painted <laughs> Um, Whatever he is, gets into In his own time
0: This Not is my business.
1: basically the one that explains everything Does it? I mean in a way it's it just like I I let Bane think he beat me, and I knew I couldn't go back to Gotham until you know everybody thought this was the only way to beat Bane is to make him really think that he beat me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit where uh, all the kids go after uh, other Batman, Thomas Papa Wayne. Wayne, Papa Wayne, who shouldn't be. Um, and I thought it's funny because when they all went, I go they can't beat him, and then they yeah. couldn't and i thought that was the right choice it explains a lot about gotham girl and is it gotham boy yep. God, captain goth whatever his name was oh, whatever <laughs> i forgot yeah. um you know basically everything that's been going on for a really long time and this there was that's a bit true. where he's You're like right. i had a plant and i was like joker's your plant but it is and it was clayface and if you remember clayface was in detective comics he was on their team before um yep. this is all in the guise of you know uh, batman explaining it all to catwoman um and hopefully yeah, you're right. you're we're, right. we're coming up to the main, you know, sort of uh, um, confrontation with Bane at the end. I guess
0: the the challenge I have is that – and I listened to your interview with him and he, he explained the strange um, scheduling problems that yeah. Batman has had. And the reasons why – and I guess the, the only problem with that is I, I totally understand and get it. It just has taken any momentum out of the story out of me because, you know, we got to a certain point with this story – and then we stopped for the Hawaiian issues, which were tied into here, yeah, but really weren't, weren't necessary.
1: I like that um, they took
0: a nice vacation before taking back the city. Sure. <laughs> um, and so then, like, I had to get back into, wait, where were we again? And, you know, because there's been, like, four issues, and it's just – Structurally it's been difficult to really yeah. stay emotionally tied. And I think it's part of the reason why we haven't really talked about it. Cause really it's just been like those are fine issues, but like I don't really feel the emotional pull of mm-hmm. the, the story because I keep having these side issues because the artists need time and I, I totally understand why. But yeah. um just not, you know, it's tough.
1: I mean, it depends on how you're doing it. If you remember, you know, the first thing Tom did was write novels. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is structured like that. And if you were to read the whole thing in a, in a volume, you're, you're going to feel that way. But I also hear what you're saying. Totally makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and I think there are a lot of bits in here. You know, this is, I don't think this is the best technique is to confuse everyone for two years and then explain <laughs> it in one issue. That doesn't work. Doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. And I, I had mentioned Klaus Jansen earlier. Um, because yeah. he, I, but he Jansen inked this and I love it. I love Jansen Ink's and I love on yeah. John Ramita Jr. This issue is beautiful. Um yeah, the other, the other negative the other negative thing would be they they had the
0: shoehorn in the year of the villain at the end with uh, the the Gerrits Garrett's part.
1: Oh, is that what that was? I was completely yeah. confused by what that was, so I kind of discounted it. I just The symbol in the sky is the symbol of doom. Whatever. From, I see I do not even crazy the, the, so. the more you don't know, the more um, I whenever I read something that I'm confused about, I just go, ah, "I'm confused, whatever." You know, I just don't you know,
0: I don't like the Thomas Wayne bit, and
1: uh, yeah, I, I know, I know. Let it out. You
0: know, I don't, I don't think he could beat all these
1: all these sidekicks. <laughs> oh, really? I thought, I yeah, thought. Well, no. dramatically, I think he had to because it's the one part. Well, of sure, that man's dramatically, plan. of
0: course he does. But you know, there's seven of them, and you've got Batgirl and Batwoman and Huntress and the two Robins, and you got the best one of the best hand to hand fighters in the world there too. And that's a good point. And then for just, some reason,
1: it, and then for some reason, like always, Duke.
0: Right, <laughs> and dude, completely useless Duke. And it's just like, it just didn't. You know, I get it. They got to set up this, this conversation between him and Batman. I totally understand. But just like, it didn't make sense. And but, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes, and then, then when it transitions over to yeah. the Batman Catwoman miniseries. But I just, I just wish that the momentum wasn't
1: blunted for me. Hey. Right. That's, all. that's well, let's, all. I mean, one thing I think is, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get this behind us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, a few years ago, actually a fair number of years ago, I got very excited about the idea of going to get myself uh, a shave. Like mm-hmm. a, like you pay a man, you sit in a chair. It's a man. Yeah. I would do it if it's a woman, but it's always a man. And they put the lather on you and they do the straight razor and everything. Yeah, and it, yeah. It's, it's a nice experience. Get the cologne afterwards. Yeah, I thought, but I thought I would like it a lot more than I did, because um, it was actually I was like, "Ow, that that blade isn't great." And then afterwards, my skin broke out, and I was like, "I thought the whole point of this was so that mm-hmm. didn't happen." That's one of the reasons I'm a hairiest guy. I don't have that problem. Doesn't hurt. My skin doesn't right. break out. Uh, the all of their products and, and 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 shave gels and balms and and lathers and things like that, they feel good. It's, you know, I don't, I don't have somebody do it for me, but if I went back, I'd be like, can you please use this instead? (laughs) What? I would, yeah, I would just hand him my Harry's razor and I would. The guy would be like, get out of here. It's a comfortable, no, because he's a professional. He would be like, no, this is good shit. He would know it. But that's, that's the deal. That's why I like the Harry's. Uh, I, I keep coming back to that. Like, wow, I don't get, I don't get the ingrown hairs where, where that's happening. My skin doesn't break out. It's, you know, they're, they're sharp. They stay sharp for me for a long time. It's, it's good stuff and it's not, you know, it's a fair price. It's not all that expensive. It's worth it. Like it, that was the first reason I ever got it. I was like, oh, that's cheaper than those other ones that I buy. So, and it's worked out. I've been, I've been, I've been a customer of theirs for years and years well before this came along. Um, but why? Why would you do it? Well, it's a return to the essentials: quality, durable blades at a fair price. just two dollars a blade. They cut out the middlemen. They manufacture their own blades in that big German factory that has been honing blades for a century, uh, and so which means you get really good, high-quality blades at factory-direct prices. They're not. They're not. There's not a supply chain that you're paying the, let's say, the import tariffs, for example, because mm. uh, mm. it's not going through that country. Um, you know, it's super convenient. They can, you can set it up so that the blade refills are delivered directly to you on your schedule. Uh, there's no risk to trying this out. There's none. If you don't like the shave, let them know. They'll give you a full refund. You know, you, you, there's there's that. You can have it any way you want it. That's the deal. Listeners to this show can redeem uh, your Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash ifanboy. You're going to get a weighted ergonomic blade handle for a nice firm grip that you can hand over to the man. With the old timey chair and the soap or you could just do it yourself that's actually probably preferable right. uh, there's it's a, more economical that way it is true it's a five blade razor there is a, a lubricating strip uh, and trimmer blade on there you could you could ask your significant other to do it will you shave me? That's Ooh. a real question of, ta- of taste or of, of faith I mean trust Trust that's the word yes will you put this blade at my throat? And it's not that it's not that you think they're going to kill you it's just that you don't know that they're going to move the right way. Most people don't shave. Or they might kill razors. you. Well, by, even by accident, though. That's a true. Right. Well, the thing of It f- was an accident, officer. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've never
0: you shaved get, someone before.
1: I was trying to keep it not dark. I was trying to keep it incompetent, <laughs> which is, you know, it's bad. but I was keeping we? it ambiguous. Five-blade razor, lubricating strip, and the trimmer blade. Um, I'll be honest. The trimmer blade, I have cut myself with it. It is very sharp, and, and I haven't <laughs> mastered that yet. Um, sometimes I get it right though and I feel very proud when I go oh this is exactly how you use it and, and it works well for that uh, there's a rich lathering shave gel in this kit uh, it has aloe in it we all know that that is the best thing to keep your, your skin hydrated and, and that irritation that we were talking about don't get that uh, yeah. and of course the vaunted travel blade covers to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go so you don't reach your hand into your bag and do exactly what we were just talking about we, we had an email from a
0: listener who said he thought we were kidding about that like it was a joke. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was like there was like a bit. But then he reached into the. He got Harry's. He reached into the bag, cut his hand, and then went, "Oh, they're not joking." And so now he has the travel plate cover and uses it. So we're not joking. It. He had it. He hadn't used it foolishly. He
1: just thought we were kidding about that. But no, 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 we no, no. You got that. You got that bag. You have a bunch of stuff in there. Right. That's just, you're saving yourself. That's they're doing you a service. Like you, you're nobody. jet lag.
0: You don't know where you are.
1: Ugh. You know. You're just not on top of your game. You reach into your bag, and you know
0: you want to reach. You want to feel travel blade cover, not not blades. Harrys.com slash iFanboy to start shaving better today. Get on that. Archie, the married life tenth anniversary number three. If you recall, ten years ago. Archie did a, ser- a series called The Married Life,
1: in which they. I do vaguely you know, recall it, that, and I saw, I remember I saw that on the script. All oh, right, it was a right. fantasy
0: series about what life would be like for Archie if he married uh, Veronica on the one hand, and Betty on the other hand. It was a d- the double issue, like a, like a like a half the issue was Veronica after it was Betty, and so we're back with ten ten years later to check in. And I wanted to, I mean, I've been wanting to talk about this book for since it's been coming out, but I think one one time I wasn't on the show, another time it was like a packed show, and so didn't make it into the rundown, but. Uh, I wanted to check in because now that we're into they're into their like 30s and they got kids, um life is life is a little bit tougher for for Archie and, uh, and for for Veronica and Betty. Um, this is written by Michael Uslin and uh, drawn by Dan Parent, the classic Archie artist. And uh, so on the one hand in the in the Veronica story, uh, her father just died, had a heart attack. Its last words were he wished he'd worked more. And um uh, so now Veronica is being thrust into the role of CEO of Lodge industries, even though they were just discussing, uh, how they needed more time in the, in the relationship for each other and for their kids. Um, which is now a problem because now she's going to take over this multinational corporation when they want her to be visiting all of these subsidiaries all over the world. And it's going to take her on the away f- uh, from the family for like four or five months. Um, meanwhile, uh, moose. Was the was the was the congressman for their area, and he got he got he had to resign because of a bullying scandal. One of the kids he used to bully in high school came out and said, "Hey, you used to bully me," and so he had he got he had to resign. Although it was a, it was a setup by his rival Cheryl Blossom, who was r- running for his seat. But still, he was a bully in high school, and so um, it's not exactly wrong. He admits to it, and he gets thrown out of he gets he gets to resign from office. So the instead of having evil Cheryl Blossom, who was going to uh, give tax breaks to the rich and uh, give corporations uh, free reign. Uh, the town has enlisted Betty Cooper to run against Cheryl Blossom, so now that's that's the big intrigue in Riverdale in that storyline. And then the Archie marries Betty storyline. Um, some some random AR exec saw a YouTube clip of Archie playing his guitar and decided that's the next big star, and so. Um, and Archie's been searching for a purpose in his life because Betty's a teacher and he, she's, she's happy, but, but Archie doesn't really have anything going on. So, um, And they don't have kids, I don't think. No, Archie and Veronica have kids, but Betty and, and Archie don't. And so... um, oh, no, they do have kids. I'm sorry. They both have kids. And uh, the little kids look like Archie. Um, this a A&R guy's like, you have to uh, go on the road 52 weeks a year. Or we'll make you a star. Decide right now. And he's like, uh... And so then... Uh, this has all been mastermind by Dalton Doiley, who has the ability to see into both worlds. He's some sort of mystical creature, and with a really, really bad beard. You know, this is the short section, yes, right? I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I really love how how crazy this is, and how they are able to inject all this marriage and relationship pathos into Archie, and uh, it's just it's just great. I love it.
1: I love I love how you. Have been in this like Archie Renaissance of yours for like a for long 10 years, time yeah. now. I know, and, they, and I I I don't care about it, but I appreciate that you like
0: it so. Yeah, much. it's great, and then, you know, I like that. I like that the company, much like with um, Afterlife with Archie, the book that just went away and never came back, uh, they're not afraid to torch the secret cows a little bit. You know, they're not afraid yeah. to to play with them, which is not something that every company does. But they're not allowed. They're not afraid to introduce these kind of issues into their. They're perfect little Archie world. History of the Marvel Universe number four is the this is the, this is the good stuff. This is the eighties and eighties mid mid to late eighties early nineties, and uh, this is like the the prime period for when we were reading comics.
1: It's true, and and I, I was yeah I was definitely starting to recognize stuff, and we were moving through it pretty quick. And then there was some stuff because they did do the thing when they moved things around a little. Oh well, yeah, they I was like oh, that came much later, but but that's, that's re-orienting fine. I, I the reorienting the
0: like timeline. That. Yeah, but.
1: That's the work of the You got, thing. You got Secret
0: um, Wars, and you have um, what are some of these other storylines? I'm trying to see with uh, the the uh, the mutant massacre,
1: and uh, the West Coast Avengers forming, Clone Saga, uh, Carnage, uh, Infinity Gauntlet, uh, all of the different mutant teams. A lot of a lot of the West Coast Avengers were in here. God, love Hawkeye's little scooter horse thing i i, I, I just want
0: to i mean this has been super fun i really enjoyed this and again as we mentioned every time if you if you want if you're in like a newer reader and don't know the history like this is a great resource but to me uh the javier rodriguez art and mostly the layouts have been the story of this book he's doing some fantastic yeah, totally. page because he's basically has to tell us page he's one page to tell a story basically and so or, or to encapsulate an entire storyline with one image and, man, he does some great work. I, I loved the Clone Saga page so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. And also the explanation of it was really good. Um, did you notice when he, he drew the Doctor Doom, he drew it like the toy? Yes. Well, that's how he looked. I don't know. Did did, yeah. did he look like that in that? Because I always – I, I didn't read it at the time, but I had the toy. Yeah, that's
0: how he looked. Got it. I love it. Yeah, that. and then – Yeah, that leg thing. Um, yeah. Did they all have shields? No. That was, for, that was the toy oh, thing. Right. That was basically just, you know –
1: I've never read Secret Wars, apparently. Taking the molds. Or it's been a long
0: time. Um, but I mean, this is good stuff. You have uh, the New Mutants and Captain <laughs> Marvel dying of cancer and She-Hulk uh, you know, coming around and um, Nova and Dark Phoenix Saga.
1: Franklin Richards.
0: Yeah. Coming all back around. I, I, I mean, this has been incredibly fun to read. I, every time it comes out, I'm happy to read it.
1: I think the first issue of Analog was a pick yes. of the week. Or maybe. Or at least you On talked about go. it. It's been a while it took a little break um and i I had I got a little they came back and i I got a little behind I read eight and nine this week nine just came out this week and they're actually i was I was kind of like oh, I don't I'm gonna do this but this was really fun. the last one was fun there is a character in this that's very preacher and like um this is old guy who has a basically the guy I don't know his name has to take a plane from Texas to California, but all the planes are computer you know, run. And so he finds this old guy who has a B-24 Liberator. Wait, is this
0: the guy who gets has the spare information
1: around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading that, man. Why didn't, so I, said, why didn't I keep reading that? He can't get... Well, it went away for like no, months and months and months. Um, and the char- the, that character who flew the plane was super fun. And I, I just had a lot of fun with that bit. Um, And uh, it, it was a good issue. And the next issue is the last one, apparently, which I think is right. It should be. Um, But I wanted to check back in. A lot and, of these uh, image books are not... Lasting
0: all that long, which makes sense. But.
1: Question about that coming up later. <laughs> Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen
0: number four. I'm curious to see what you think after the last issue, which you very much disliked after loving the first two. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say very much disliked. It put up, it put up some, put up some, some war I, I, liked it. I laughed a this ton. One? I had a lot of fun. Oh, good, yes, I, I did. loved this issue. And I was worried. <laughs> yeah, no, I loved it. I was. <laughs> I loved it. I had a ton of fun reading it. Like, it was one of those, like, I kept laughing, and I had headphones on, and my wife kept looking at me, and I was like, I can't explain it. So right
0: this now. issue is all about – well, I mean, first of all, Jimmy Olsen really gets to lay out his story to Lois Lane, so that's that was good give us a lot of information. But also, you know, the side humor bit was Jimmy Jimmy YouTube star who, you know, if we recall <laughs> the first issue, Perry White said, you're making us more money um, with your YouTube videos than your photography, so focus on the YouTube videos, so – he creates a persona for himself. It's not Jimmy Olsen. It's Timmy Olsen. Timmy, and it's yeah. all the outrageous stunts he pulls, which I thought, which were funny. I thought they were funny. Putting putting bees in Doctor Fate's helmet was funny.
1: Uh, oh God, my allergies! Um, you got Olsen. And also, there was a there was like an explanation for why he's acting weird. It's that Gotham, the darkness of Gotham, is ruining right. him. <laughs> right.
0: And, um, how many jokers can we have at this food truck until Batman r- 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 recognizes it was funny? It was just, it was just dumb and funny. And then I love, you know, as we said that the history bits, he really, he really lays it out for, uh, Lois, the history of the, his family with L- Luther, Luther's family who just came back with a different name, which was funny. I thought, um, this was great. And then the Steve Lieber art is always, is is really, really terrific.
1: Oh, there was, there was some Olympic-level stuff going on in here as far as acting and, and storytelling. Really just beautiful. And he's the best guy there is right now working at it. So that makes sense. I also really like the scene with Lex. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And then there was the – they used the original art from the ad to kill Jason Todd in it. That was great. Um, yep. I just – this was just super funny, which I thought was great. I
1: repeat, the Batmobile has lost its <laughs> <laughs> We're flying around Starman's staff. and like it was just- That was the one. Yep, that got me right the, in front of the the frying Grayson's food truck. There was a lot. It was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. The Phantom so. Swinger.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm about all that getting freaky. Like it was just. A little, a little, it was.
0: I don't want to say dumb, but kind of dumb, but also yeah. very funny. It was. Very and funny. again, you can only do that with Jimmy Olson. Those are the books we're going to talk about. As I mentioned, uh, normally, we, this is where we talk about the patron pick, but it was also the picture pick of the week. It's patreon.com slash ifanboy. This is where you can go to vote, vote, add a book to the rundown. Any patron can do so. And so we'll use this segment to do our ratings on ratings. Superman Smashes the Clan ratings. I'm giving it a, a 4.5. Five. And I'm sticking with it. Yes. All right, so there you go. So patreon.com slash ifanboy. That's where you can go and uh, add a book to the rundown. It's true. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, so uh, the patrons get to pick the pick, but they also uh, have the opp- opportunity to uh, get themselves on the mm-hmm. list to receive their own patron superpower from us for the folks who donate uh, $5 a month or higher. Um, we're, we're working through it. We're going. The first guy. Wait, hold I on. Mean, Before you it's... do that, I want to mention – I don't know how – Please.
0: Last week, um, we gave out a patron power to a patron who already had four powers. and It was an, it was an oversight um, – we changed the way we were tracking the powers to uh, try to keep from missing people who upgraded. And what happened was, uh, <laughs> we in 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 doing that, we didn't notice that someone was already on the list, and so we accidentally gave someone a fourth power. Um, I hope you take them in the spirit they were given, and and you know, sorry, you get a lot of powers. Right?
1: I th- I think that that's not a problem. no, but
0: I just apologize that you know it just it was a mistake. If someone. made
1: it's got a Wolverine-like power yeah. set. So, a lot of things that don't have anything he's, to do with burnt anything. He's the one-man <laughs> band. Okay, so Ian Dunt uh, has the power to come up with the perfect fictional name for whatever purpose it, they need. So, if if you were writing, you could come up with a great name, an Aaron Sorkin-like mm-hmm. name. If, if you were telling a joke and you wanted to say uh, Stinky McFunky Pants or something like that, the thing he's going to say is going to be perfect. It's going to be the best one. He can do it on the spot every time. I'm having a hard time naming my main character. Oh, his name is Harold Dunkle. Oh, well, okay. that's right. You that know, it's that fun, makes like, Right away. No, total. He can do it. He's, he's perfect at coming up with fake names for whatever need you might have for a fake name. Mm. Not just literary purposes. Anytime that there's a reason to have a fake name, Ian's your guy. Robert Cooper
0: who I was going to make a Betty Cooper joke, but I don't have one. Um, Robert Cooper. So, you know, like a little while ago they were testing out the idea of like bike helmets or motorcycle helmets that inflated airbags around the head to like, I do Robert Cooper can inflate airbags around his whole body. Hmm. Like they just, they just appear. And so like, if he fell like off a ladder or, Mm -hmm. uh, was about to be hit by something he could just he so suddenly he's just covered in airbags
1: robert's gonna want to watch his anxiety level <laughs> is what i'm yeah. thinking because you know if he he's at a party and that makes him angry <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> sorry everyone you <laughs> tap him on the shoulder <laughs> too quickly uh-huh <laughs> so jumpy <laughs> <laughs> kyle sends mm-hmm. Has the ability to make shitty food delicious. So, how? Have you ever, well, have you ever find yourself in, uh, you're traveling. This happened once. I was traveling and there was a storm and the plane had to uh, land somewhere else. So instead of going to New York or LA or we landed in nowhere, Kansas. Right. This actually happened. And we were sent over to a microtel where we were to sleep for two hours and there was no food anywhere and it was the middle of the night and all they had were Hot Pockets. Okay. He could make those delicious. Just, just, just by dent, just by being being near them. them, I I don't don't know why, like like an aura. Yeah, I don't know what it is. This, 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 this hot pocket is really hitting the spot. (laughs) It's, it's perfect. Listen, uh, it's all. It's this always sort of goes around air travel, and I have. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So so you're eating this hot, you're eating
0: this hot pocket, right? Delicious. Uh It's the best hot pocket you've ever had. Mm -hmm. And then Kyle
1: leaves the room.
0: Does the hot pocket stay delicious or is it no, like, no 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 the-? The, the food is
1: no the food is transformed the food is transformed into something that you like you, you find your little kid little kid and you only want to eat you know mac and cheese and chicken oh. fingers you eat this it'll be delicious and there's not even the thing where the kids like I don't want it even if they do and they like it because sometimes they oh. do that they'll go oh this is great and eat the whole thing down they'll eat whatever food you can make whatever food there is completely delicious to the person eating it.
0: Well, you've, you've got me going on a certain, certain uh, direction here because Philip Junick can produce any kind of ice cream from his hands. Wow. So um, you want that ice cream from that one place that you went to a long time ago but haven't seen uh-huh. it since? Here you are.
1: What's your go-to? <sighs> um, like you, like you're, ba- you're going anywhere. You're going to think about getting this thing first. It's. I
0: mean, I'm a I'm, my my go to. It's like it's like it's like when I go to a bar, I want to try their old fashioned. It's like they they can't wow. make an old fashioned, right. then 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 the bar is a suspect. But
1: like, what is the point of you?
0: So that, in that sense, it's like chocolate and vanilla. Like I want to see what their basic really. Yeah, I want to see because because a really delicious vanilla can be great. Um, That's true. I love vanilla. I don't like. chocolate. I like chocolate. But... My go to is is the vanilla, and then but usually I get usually I get a scoop of each to see how they do it. Um, that's usually my go-to cone is a scoop of chocolate, and a scoop of vanilla, because there's a, there's a, all your, all your crazy flavors can be great, but like, can they make a delicious chocolate and a j- delicious vanilla? Because if they can't, then I don't really care about bubble gum or pizza party flavor. You know, like I just, can you right. make the thing that it's supposed to be first? And then can you? Pizza party ice cream would be pretty bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not if, not if Kyle Sands was around. It's true. Um. You're not wrong. So that's that. But then, then I'll try the other stuff, but like. You know, I want to see how they do. Like, there's this really great org- place that's near a bar I go to. So sometimes we stumble over there, and you know, they have great all kinds of wacky flavors, and they're 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 good. But I, the first time I went there, I tried their chocolate, never know to see how they were. I'll tell you something.
1: I don't, uh, I don't drink very much, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about it for a little while, but it's not really. One time, I got a milkshake, and then I had a beer afterwards, and that was a bad <laughs> idea it was not people don't good. make
0: great decisions after they've had too many
1: old fashions that's I'm just saying it's, it's no 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 it was the ice cream came first uh, people don't make i'm a mint chocolate chip man myself that's good one i will i will go for that if if on but i have very specific like I, I will i will not like it if it doesn't it's not the good stuff patreon.com slash ifanboy that's where you can go give it the $5 or higher level get
0: your own superpower on the show thank you to Ian, Robert, Kyle, and Philip. real quick uh, patreon.com slash ifanboy that's where you can go to, uh, become a patron get us to our next stretch goal get a superpower add a book to the rundown all kinds of fun things there. have our hangout which is I think is next weekend our monthly patron hangout, so if you want to hang out with us every for an hour every month as we talk about goofy stuff, we'll probably talk about the Watchmen TV show. Uh, you can hang out there. Um, t-shirt store, ifanboy.com, ifanboy.com slash support. We can help us out via PayPal and ifanboy.com slash Amazon. That's where you can uh, see what books we talk about in the books below and also a general link. We thank you to all who does that. I, I flew through that segment because I want to get to the emails.
1: Okay, cool. But before we do that, I want to introduce uh-huh. something. It doesn't have to take a long time. But I want to delve into Kang a little bit. Kang Corner. Yeah, let's do a little Kang okay. corner here. Real yeah. quick. This is not going to take a long time. What do we really know about Kang? Well, do you know who created Kang? Oh, wow. This is like, a, this is like a, a whole presentation. No, I don't know. No. Stan and Jack. Makes sense. He, he first appeared as Ramatan mm-hmm. in Fantastic Four number 19 in October 1963. As Kang, he appeared in The Avengers number 8 in September 1964. That's, you're right. And now
0: I remember reading him there. Yes.
1: So, so Stan and Jack... Right away, that's that's a mark of quality. You know <laughs> that. Oh, that that costume was designed by Jack. No wonder I love right. it. Now, do you know that Kang has a lot of bunch of different a lot of yes. names? How many how many Kang names can you come up? Kang. with? Kang, Ramatut. It's the best. Ramatut.
0: Yep. Uh, Amortis.
1: Yes, correct. And Bob, from accounting. Uh, don't forget Iron Lad. Oh, right, 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 right. And uh, also, apparently, and I don't know about these ones, but there's Victor Timely, (laughs) although you may remember Marvel Comics used to be Timely Comics, and the the Scarlet Centurion. I like Victor Timely better. And then finally, do you know Kang's name? His real name? No. Nathaniel Richards. What? He's from the 31st century. He was born there. He found Reed Richards' time-traveling stuff, and then he went off to go through Trime and be, become a, 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 a Is conqueror. he Richards? In the first place he went, maybe. Ooh, that's exciting. I like that. That's, right? that's great. Okay. let's One little more bit. We'll come back. We'll do more Kang talk. I, there's going to be a books below in the future. I don't see that there isn't. We're going to have to delve into this. But here are his abilities. Uh-huh. He's an expert historical scholar. Well, That's the real thing. Yeah. He was a he was a history yeah. buff. He's time travel, obviously. He's a genius level intellect. Mm-hmm. He's a skilled tactician with and hand to hand combatant. Obviously. He has this is unexplained a resistance to radiation, which you would have to doing that. Oh with yeah, 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 way.
0: yeah.
1: He has access to advanced technology, being from the thirty first century, which includes a highly advanced battle armor that gives him enhanced strength. Energy hologram and force field project, protect projection. This is my favorite. Thirty day supply of air and food in the suit. In the suit, the ability to control other forms of technology. Uh-huh. And finally, as Rama Tut, he had a will sapping ray gun. He also has a healthy ego. That's a that's a little that's a bit of Kang. Let's that's a little bit of Kang in the Kang corner. Let's get on to some of these questions and then wrap this bad boy Are we up. We're doing Andrew. Andrew yeah. in
0: California. Over the last few years i've dropped more and more image books from my pull list years ago i was super excited to virtually all of new image, image virtually excited, blah, virtually all new image books particularly when so many marvel and dc creators flooded image with new comics a few years ago my question is what do you think of images current offerings as a whole and do you think there's a new generation or grouping of talent images not tapped into whom could create the new image boom uh thanks I, who could recreate, oh, recreate image the new boom. Ima- the image boom
1: um uh, don't 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 get away from how, this. is important. I thought of this question a few weeks ago, but didn't really think about it much until he wrote this email. While that's not preferable, right. I do appreciate your honesty. Um, it is
0: interesting. The image boom pe- has petered out. Um, I don't read a lot of image books, and a few years ago we were reading tons of image books. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like what image books really excite me when they come out and it's like down to like criminal
1: um i mean there were a bunch of good ones that don't seem to exist anymore and i think that just just i i've thought about this i've thought about this a lot because they don't really know the answer and i don't know what happened other than a lot of those big name folks who came over um Came over. They made their their bones. I I you know we personally know some people made a lot of yep. money on books that you would be surprised about. Well, like, like like that was a thing. Sagas on hiatus, but I stopped reading that in issues. Um, but like Southern Bastards, all the all, all those Jason Aaron books have gone away. Southern Bastards because um, Jason's now the
0: man at Marvel. Um, but right, I mean, and this, so he's, think he's still about it. Crow re- co-writing the one with uh,
1: yeah Sea of Stars, but that's not
0: really. It doesn't really light, light you on fire like his as other ones did. He never he never finished the goddamned no. with Gara. Um And uh,
1: and then the other thing would be that like you know the, the, it seems to coincide a little bit with when everybody started double shipping. Yeah, that's true. It's it's like it's like the 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 big publishers were like, well, let's give more work, and that way they won't have time to do that thing. I don't know that that's the case. Um, you know, and a lot of the guys who started back then who did long runs are wrapping them up now. You know, the T V shows and movies already sort of happened and well, came and I mean, gone and, and had a ton of books. He just wrapped up Black mm-hmm. Science, Deadly Class is still coming out.
0: Um I don't know I, I stopped reading Low. I don't know what happened to Low. Um that book he was writing with Bengal, the book about the the girl with the yeah. the trucks. Car. What happened to that book? Um I, don't know. I mean he did he did get hired to show run a TV show, so <laughs> that's what happened to that book.
1: So uh I mean, one thing I think to a certain—I'm sort of speculating, and I know some things that I don't know that I'm allowed to talk about. So I know that in one way, Robert Kirkman and The Walking Dead were very much bankrolling a lot of image. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, when, when that was there, they were pretty flush with cash and could take a lot more risks, and I don't think that that's the case anymore. Two, you know, I what I don't know is how the— why the audience dried up for a lot of that stuff where if, you know, I'm trying to think of who, you know, if, if Tom King were to go start a, an Image series over there, you know, five years ago, could have bought him a house. Right. And now I don't know if it would. And that used to be the case. That used to be the case that you'd go there and even if you were well-known at Marvel, you'd sell 5,000 books at Image and that would be it. And then for a little while there was, you know, this this boom and it went away. It happened to coincide somewhat with when our friend Ron worked there. I don't know. Um I'm just, I'm just thinking about all the books back then like Lazarus
0: is now a quarterly book um, mm-hmm. uh,
1: The Old Guard Disappeared he was only show.
0: doing Criminal um, you know he was doing Velvet back then and he was doing some other books because uh, he's also doing a TV so show he's got, he's, got a, he's on a couple of TV shows like a lot of these guys <laughs> got TV work um, and I'm thinking about the books I read there now and they're just not books that light the industry on fire like Middle West is is a solid book, but it's not like you know. Same thing with Farmhand. It's a good book. Farmhand yep. isn't true in terms of industry,
1: uh, influence, or impact. So, here's what I think. I think that it's it's uh, this is like armchair. It's not repeatable because you had this perfect storm of, com, com, stay with me on the timeline. Comics goes bankrupt industry collapse, early 2000s coming out of it, they start to build up completely anew. There's your Bendis, your well, Warren Ellis, Mark, your, you know, Mark Miller. I, I know, but, but comics weren't doing well in general. Stores were going out of business all over the place. They called the boom. It's industry-wide. They had to build up a whole thing again. Those people who made names and then the, the people who followed them, the generation, the next class— they got a little like bored of the superhero stuff and then they all went over there. And for some reason, like the readers from that generation also seem to follow them for that. Now all those guys did all their stuff and there's no other people to cover. There's no more, there's no new writing superstar guys.
0: No, that's, that's another, that's the other side of this is what he asks. Is there yeah. a new generation? The fact is there isn't because it's, I mean, there are obviously people like uh, Donnie Cates and Matthew Rosenberg and there, are, there are new
1: writers, but they are, they're still underneath Bendis and, and Aaron and Miller. There's no new Miller. Yeah. There's no. I wouldn't even. I don't think Jason Aaron quite is at the. You know, he's not at the Bendis level. He's, well, he's think. he is the current Bendis at Marvel. I understand that, but he's not Bendis. Well, no one is. And I say that, right, and I say that with all like complete respect. You know, like there's not, there's not that there's not a superstar that can sort of pull people in. There's no. There's not a Jim Lee. Well, who there can, wasn't. Like, go there there him wasn't at the, at the last so time Brian
0: Really, I mean, other than Brian Vaughn, the Brian, guy. He didn't pull people into image. They, they all just left of their own accord because they wanted to write their own creations. And they,
1: no, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, an audience. I mean, sales. Yeah, that's but that's guys who can bring in all their sales. You know, like there's, you know, you know, Vaughn was sort of the, the runner, the leader of that one, I think, by doing Saga. That sort of, you know, and then Fraction was there and Brubert. Like all those dudes. I just don't understand where all that audience went. That's weird that they disappeared because the people didn't run out of stories.
0: But again, is it the audience that's gone, or is it that the the people who did the boom succeeded in telling their stories and then getting lucrative TV work?
1: I know, but then, okay, well, I mean, it's a combination of those two. I I doubt that... I don't know. It's hard to self-publish, but there's no people to replace those people who are able to bring in an audience, but also don't know that, that audience comes back. It's very weird. I don't, I don't, understand it fully. I, I don't, I, I, don't see, I, I don't, I don't think the audience is gone.
0: I think if all those guys are still doing their image books, people would be buying them. I just, they just, they just stopped doing their books. Maybe they, 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 they told their stories or they, and then they, or they'd launch pad to other work. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, this is all speculation. I just know that for me, you know, there was a, was it three years ago or whatever four years ago i was probably reading mostly image books or at least they were mostly yep. the ones i was excited to read and they were the ones that were always picking the week there was that time I remember it was all image number one image number ones were coming out and they were always picking the week and people were getting mad about that yep. just as they were getting mad about the bend of stuff down that was a different time It's not happening right now
1: yeah true if you want to write in you can send it to contact at ifanboy.com that's a really good question um, Connor tell them about the podcasts and, and things that yes. are coming along and then we'll wrap this so, up so
0: Booksplode Sleeper Book 1 was our last Booksplode where Josh and I talked about the first volume of Sleeper um, had a great time doing that we have our next explode, which will be coming out in just, uh, November November, and which we'll, we'll announce as we get closer. Also, if you go back in the feed, you can find uh, Joker. Uh, Josh and Mike Romo and I review Joker. You can talk, find that discussion there, as well as the newly released Talks Blood, where Josh interviewed Kyle Starks, one of our favorite new writers.
1: He's he's a guy who's making his way along without doing that other stuff, and he's very happy about it. So you can find all those shows on our feed.
0: And, and coming up this month is Wonder Woman Bloodline, the Animated Brain Trust review Um I think last week of October, but honestly we haven't talked about scheduling yet. So I don't want to promise it in case the people are busy and can't do the show, but it'll be, it'll be sometime soon.
1: Get over to ifanboy.com. You can find all of our recent podcasts, all those ones you just talked about. You can find this one, you can comment on the show. You can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out by liking facebook.com slash ifanboy and following at ifanboy on Twitter. And you could also follow at ifanboycomics on Instagram. Uh, We put up stuff there, best of the in panels. We tell you what the, the, the pics and things are. Um, You can follow us individually, uh, Jay Flanagan and C.S. Patrick on Instagram. And I'm just going to go through. If you like this show, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can tell people about it. Uh, You can leave a review anywhere you'd like. I don't know what other... My other podcast apps don't seem to have a review function or rating, so it's the Apple one. That's just how it works. But talking about it on social media, linking um, all that stuff, telling people in your comic shop or or, or your mailman, leave them a note. Are you bored on your route? You could listen to this, and he'd be like, "I don't like comics." And he'd be like, "They're they're pretty funny," and he'd be like, "Well, it was okay, but I, I honestly I don't know what who's, who's Kang." <laughs> so maybe that's not the best way, but try it. You know, it can't no. hurt. <laughs> Better yet, uh, you know, tell people directly. Just all that stuff. And uh, we thank everyone who does that. That's 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 a really been a big thing for us throughout the years. The same way that when I talked to Kyle Starks, he said, boy, people from your show really have told me that they they found our books because we were talking about them there. Same thing. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate those of you who tell creators mm-hmm. that because that helps me get them on the yep. show. It's done it many times. Uh, big folks. And so we appreciate that. Uh, that's all. I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Connor who's not used to going last, but I made him do it. <laughs> That's true. It threw away. right. Took my baby.